Let's Welcome do. to Keep Your Torch Lit, episode 7 slash 8. Whoa. Who are Whoa. you? What? Wait. Are you back? Who are I, I am Jack T. Oh, wait. You don't even have to say Jack T anymore because there's only one Jack on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you guys? Um, I'm I'm Sam. I am Sarah X. No, you're not I anymore. Oh wow! Wait, wait! No, you're just Sarah. You're just no, Sarah. We uh, don't have us. You don't have to say Sarah X anymore. It doesn't Sarah. sound yeah. as good. Jack Jack voted out his own mom. I didn't. I voted for Bree. But you you knew but, mom was going. You didn't save her. That's true. It's basically, just imagine this scenario. There's your own, there's a cliff, mm-hmm. and your own mother is holding onto the ledge, mm-hmm. and then an immunity idol is hold, is also on the ledge. You can only grab one, and Jack grabs the immunity yeah. idol unless his mother. I'm picturing falls like the Simba. I'm I'm picturing the Lion King mm-hmm. scene with Mufasa. Long Scar. live the idol. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically what you did. How do you feel about I it? Feel, this, I this, feel great. Can you, you know? You no know, regrets. I, no regrets. I got to go to Mexico after that and just be in the forest and just yeah. really find myself. We're going to zoom know, through these right. because I want to address some of the comments. So we're going to leave time for that. So let's zoom right. through this episode. Oh, we have some good comments. And I think so, it's the merge, this episode. Um, it is the merge. It? And I think it's I the think merge. It's the merge. Mallory gets two episode titles. In she a row. said that, wow. and she says the the self loathing thing. Wow! So for, taking it up. Yeah. So after spring break, which only I feel like only me, Maggie, and Jack have footage for that. I know. Of course, like it's you guys. Of course, it's like these people that like decide to film these super extra <laughs> videos in spring break. Jack's like jumping off of a cliff. Maggie's. <laughs> these exotic plants you're just like chilling on the beach and like one of the things like, this is every mission students going these rich spring break the, trips I, in that confessional though i was chilling at my friend's uncle's backyard <laughs> but yes i did film the beach one as well anyways and then jack what was your um Big Brother reference. Everybody loved that reference. Yeah, yeah. Josh Martinez, the spoiler alert winner of BB19. Because I know you guys are going to go watch Big Brother someday. So forget I told you that. But yeah. Sam and I don't watch Big Brother. (laughs) Yeah, but you know, he's kind of a, he's a mentor to me. He's an idol. I look up to him as much as I look up to my two idols that I have in my pocket. (laughs) You really have three idols in your life, Jack. That's true. He's also (laughs) Josh Martinez. He's like he's one of the guys who's like widely considered like one of the worst winners ever because he just won against somebody who was like better than him, but just had like a shit social game. He's like the Natalie White, you know, mm. almost a big brother. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but so he's a, he's a really goofy person. I just had to throw him a little shout out there. Love it. Okay. But, um. Yeah. So it's all fun and happy. But then there's some sad footage, which I actually skipped through because I was scared to watch it. So, oh yeah, <laughs> it was di- it was definitely um different and, and shortened from the rough cut that we saw. But, Wait, it was. Yeah, I I thought it was my yes, whole one yeah. for some reason. I feel like Brittany said it was my whole thing. Well, no, it's no, definitely your whole no. Thing. After okay. no, after you gave feedback, we we took some parts out. Okay. Um. Wait, so, what part? Based okay. on your feedback. So what was in it? It was mostly the same thing, except for the parts where, like, I was like, oh, I can't believe she didn't even tell anybody. Oh. That wasn't even true. And then, like, some stuff that you said was, like, also cut out just to make it, like, okay, more okay. clean and shorter. I don't know. I think, in general, the whole spring break thing and then this is showing that, like, there's a little bit of a break from the game. And it's showing that, like, there are things happening that are beyond the scope of the game and mm-hmm. things you deal with as a student beyond the scope of the game that's important to address. Because we aren't just these characters on a tv show playing a game like we're actual people dealing with actual issues in real life you know and college so i think it was really awesome to hear your story sarah mm-hmm. about um mm-hmm. what you'd gone through with your breakup and how you had really just kind of i don't know gained a lot of strength maggie maggie mm-hmm. said she really liked the part where i said i re- 
I refuse to be blindsided. <laughs> she yeah. was like, yeah. I like that line. Maybe the, the savage in me came out after that week, hence my savageness in this most recent episode. I feel like the snake came out after that. Yeah, exactly. I, I, think, guess, I think the I, snake was kind of dormant for a while. Right? And then you realized that like, the snake <laughs> still has some venom left. Exactly. Like, you need to get that confidence back to pounce. Yeah. Yeah. I, I almost I would I almost would disagree to the extent where I would say the opposite. Because I'd already seen that in like I feel like you've been savage in a lot of other episodes. Like the especially the Kevin episode. Like yeah, um, Kevin and I thought that this was actually like <laughs> the first scene we'd seen in like the show of like of like basically like you kind of breaking down and being very vulnerable because yeah, we haven't yeah. actually seen that to well, any point yet. It was like that, but then after this, after that episode, the snake came out. Yes, yeah. I mean, I definitely think that the post merge, seeing you in the post merge, has been different than what we've seen in a pre merge. We've kind of seen a lot of yeah. So I, I agree. I agree. I agree to that one. And um, I think this might be the point where I started kind of switching my allegiances over to Sarah was like when you like kind of like you know talked with all that like with me like I think you like both talked about it like with both of us and then also like with me specifically and like that's when I kind of like I think started going over towards more your side and you start to see the scenes of me like starting to be like hey maybe we should get out Sam maybe like Sam yeah. could be like this big threat I think, I think you doing that like obviously like wasn't like you're like I don't think your intention to just be like oh I'm gonna like trick Jack with this and like make mm-hmm. him you know but I think that definitely like made me feel like really tight with you at this okay time. I actually didn't know that yeah that's good I to think, know I think I felt like weird about like recording a confessional about this Mm-hmm. I, like I kind of remember this just as being like I don't really really want to talk about this because it's like your thing to talk about, but like I remember definitely kind of thinking like, oh crap, maybe I should actually maybe like Sarah is actually the type of person who I want to be with longer in this. Wow, yeah, dang. I thought that it was like really funny how it transitioned from like this really like serious, intense, like kind of personal stuff mm-hmm. um, about like yeah, like there's there a lot of things beyond the game of Survivor. So all of a sudden, Nick's like like. Bitch, I want the merge. Like, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought that was really funny. Yeah. And then, like, yeah, we get to the merge with. Well, wait, what? What? How's it going? We all walk in, and then Cooper's like, "What do you guys think it's gonna be?" Blah, blah. Yeah. Isn't that when Mallory <laughs> says, "I think it's the merge." <clears throat> Cooper. Wait, wait a second. How does Mallory know what the merge is? I thought that she. You know, oh. the merge of Survivor Mallory- is. Mallory knows what tribal council is now. I'm is telling she you, like, what Pokemon is she, Jack? Because she has evolved. <laughs> she is evolving. What's this? Dun 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 <laughs> well what we talked about last podcast yeah. jack mm. was that mallory was originally like from the 1600s and she's accidentally time traveled to the present oh. and that's why she speaks in like old english oh so she, and, like, is, is she one of those fossilized pokemon the time. is she mm. oh, what, what's, <laughs> what's the name of that uh, like the aerodactyl and like the um is that an Earth one? It sounds like an Earth one. No, Aerodactyl. It's a pterodactyl. There's a helix fossil and there's a dome fossil. And then, like, so there's these Pokemon that you were like, you get revived, like, via these items that used to be back hundreds of years ago. So you've revived Mallory back from hundreds of years ago. Now you're evolving her. And now she's becoming even more powerful. That's wow. Ultimate power. Ultimate power. Ultimate power. No. Okay. I'm not quite what you into this. Okay, so the challenge is stacking with, with feet. Yeah. With feet. Before he said with feet, though, I was getting excited because I thought he was talking about like speed stacks. Oh. Did you guys ever speed stack as a kid? Because I, 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 I straight no. up had glow in the dark speed stacks, and I was wow, so that's fast. In that shit. That's. That's the least surprising thing I've ever heard. <laughs> like, you have to just say, like, hey, Jack, one person you know was really into speed stacking as a kid. I'd instantly be so easy. 
So we're rewinding to childhood days. Mallory is a, is a little girl living in the 1600s. <laughs> yeah. Sarah is speed stacking cups, and Jack is just doing his Pokemon thing. Yeah. He's, just, he's just learning all the Pokemon. Okay, but fun fact, Sam used to make up aliens from Lilo and Stitch. So <laughs> They're not called aliens, they're called experiments. Yeah, yeah. He, was, he made don't... up experiments. He drew yeah, them. And yeah. So we were all really cool back in the day. Mm-hmm. I'm honestly yeah. pretty upset that Jack is the credit for Lilo and Stitch references in season two because I hey. was the biggest Lilo and Stitch fan of ever. I'm the, I was I'm honestly huge I, Lilo and Stitch fan. Did I, you even I play was, the sandwich stacking game? Do you, do you remember that? Yes, last yes, game? I, I, did. Sandwich of course I played game. that sandwich. Also, I what I am Lilo, so well I am Stitch. <laughs> <laughs> Can I be like family? And family, there's <laughs> no one that's left behind or forgot. Oh, that scene always makes me cry. Oh, Speaking can of I be crying, Hamsterville doesn't know his name. Speaking of crying, I was crying a lot in the challenge because I sucked at it. <laughs> I was yeah. really bad. Well, Sam almost won. Yeah, Sam was close. That was a very tight finish. Okay, this is the thing. I'm still heated about this years later. Okay, because Bree was like roasting me for complaining about the challenge and whatever. That but was so I funny. remember wait, wait, wait. my. <laughs> My my cup fell and then like it fell far enough away that I couldn't reach it. And it was the last cup. And then like I need had one cup left and I was like, I can't stack it on because it's too far away. And I was trying to get Mitch to come over and give it to me. Because Mitch was the person like recording. <laughs> Mitch me. is I was no like, Mitch, 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 wow. give me the cup. And Mitch Mitch was like up in his own head, sorry. probably thinking about like he's probably like, Oh sorry, I'm just trying to think of when I'm gonna call my mom call my mom next and I you know Wow. Or thinking about that, or thinking about like, wow, I really shouldn't have let Tarowski just totally, you know, yeah, make, like, give so, this bad deal that maybe lose the game. You know, all the so, times it looks like Mitch is filming, he's actually FaceTiming his mom. So yeah. Watch, so. <laughs> oh, he's, his mom wants to see what's going <laughs> to mm-hmm. happen next. Yeah, so he's probably busy FaceTiming his mom and wouldn't give me the cup back. Yeah. So by the time I got it back, I like placed it, and then um, Bree had won the challenge, and Mike had one cup left too. Mm. Um, and I had like so it was very left. tight. It was yeah. very tight. I will not. I will not be a sore loser here. Bree won it fair and square. Um, Bree was not even sore. Win. You didn't need to win it. I feel like if you had won it and you had won back to back individual immunities, that would not have been good. Yeah, I, I know, but you, I know, and and we see in episode eight. This is you know watching this, listening to this podcast. We'll assume you've listened to seven and you've seen seven and eight at this point. Um, people are calling me a challenge threat in episode eight, but like the thing is, like you, you're aware. I was aware of that, but I was still like, I cannot go to a challenge, and I can't not try my best. Like it doesn't matter if I'm aware of being a threat. I'm like, I can't not try my best. Like I'm just that competitive that like if I start doing something, I'm going to try to win. Like no matter what, you know. So it's like, you know, I was, I just like did not like. I don't not like losing. <laughs> <laughs> but Bree, Bree was very good in this challenge, and she wasn't even sore. She did not. She was like, "That wasn't hard for me at all." So Bree she was just like, "Sam saying his core was hurting." I was like, "Dude," mm-hmm. <laughs> she was like, "My Maybe, ass doesn't work out." Yeah. <laughs> Remember, what was it? Bree and Sarah Avery were roasting me for calling myself swole. So I think they like right to roast you because, doubting. because when Maggie was like, "He's built like a hockey player." But he, but he was like talking about she was talking about Mike. <laughs> Never <Yeah>. mind. <laughs> Anyways, I think they were just making compare. I think they were trying to say that Mike is just athletic. Yeah, yeah. I thought you wrestled yeah. though, Sam. Yeah, I did. I did. Oh, I can tell the story now. Oh, I'm so happy. <laughs> this was this was in episode seven. This was right before the merge. You know how Mike has a confessional saying like, "Yeah, so." Definitely trying to reach out to Sam and Jack and talk to them more and blah blah. <laughs> and I remember we were standing there and he's like, "So Sam, did you uh, wrestle in high school?" I was like, "No." He's like, "Oh, uh, what? No, you're kidding me. You definitely <laughs> wrestled in high school." I was like, "No, Mike, I, I didn't." I think that Mike just could ha- couldn't yeah. like justify in his head why he would lose to me in a wrestling competition going back to that one challenge unless i had been a wrestler in high school so i think that his mind just it did not it like doesn't work in his mind you you didn't no it does not compute you had to have wrestled because you beat me and i do not lose unless it's for so he i I just don't think his mind was computing i I think in his mind not wrestled 
in his mind, he was like, it is 12.05 p.m. I'm talking with Sam. We're going to talk about our high school wrestling days. And then if you don't follow his prompt at the beginning, then, like, he, he just can't understand it. Like, you were going to be is talking Mike about actually your high a robot? school wrestling. Yeah, I think so. Wow. Wait a second. Wait a second here. Is, is he been a robot created to, <laughs> to like, imitate uh, a frat boy? At yeah, Michigan? frat bot. Like, is he the, Sam, perfect, he, the perfect frat bot? He's one of your experiments <laughs> yeah. that you made up. <laughs> Oh my gosh, the the frat vibe. Yeah, <laughs> he's in Pike. He he wears his Boston hat, and he's very mm-hmm. he's very mild mannered. He's mm-hmm. very robotic in the way that yeah. he speaks, and he needs to update you on the time of day and who exactly. he's talking to, um, because he's like talking to somebody else, like somebody's controlling him somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like his debugging logs. You know, he's trying to like, just like show you what time of day it's happening at, so you can go back or later. Has Lavana? Has Lavana taken control of Mike? Is that the question that I'm asking? No. He's controlled by somebody? Is it, is it no. not Lavana? No, no. Lavana. It's me. It's Sarah. <laughs> Sarah's created Mike. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mike actually didn't play this season. Like, Sarah built him up. <laughs> wow. To be so a perfect we've gotten, we've, <laughs> we created. We've created <laughs> so, Mike is a, a, a robot, and Mallory yeah. is. From the past, from the past. They yeah. together. They've so come Mike, together because yeah. they're the only non-humans in the cast. Yeah. And they have this special non-human bond. So is Mike from the future? Is he like a Terminator yeah. sent back in time? And Mallory is from the past sent forward in time. And they're just like coming together at this moment. Yeah. This, wow. this is a special moment in history. This yeah. is one of many timelines where the they, two of them come together. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, so this is also the timeline uh, where Bree has won immunity and, and we've merged. Wow. So when we were at, when what we were happens at the next? feast? Did you guys were you guys like looking did you guys think there would be a clue? I was I did not a little bit, but I was definitely watching you look for the clue. Yeah. <laughs> you well, guys thought you were I being knew... sneaky, half the entire tribe. No, you know? but the thing is I didn't think I was being sneaky. Because <laughs> when, when Maggie whispered, I was like everyone's seen us with he was, yeah. we were like front and center. And then I just kind of felt like making a show of it. I don't know what it was. I just, I didn't think we were being sneaky at all. Besides the, the part uh, where. This revisionist part... history, Sarah. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, Sam, I, I literally remember being dramatic and like walking over there to Feedy's side. And I remember all the producers. I was like, this is such good footage. But the one part I did think was sneaky was when I like, when I offered to throw Feedy's plate away and I. And I like snatched it. That part I was actually trying to be sneaky. The other one I was okay. just like, whatever. It doesn't really matter because everyone's okay. looking for the clue. Because I was going to use that as my counterpoint of like, you were definitely trying to be sneaky about the plate. But yeah, I can see you. I can see you making sneaky. a show to the producer. But the part of, where like, I was like walking over. over and like looking under, oh, yeah. I was trying to be dramatic. <laughs> That's pretty great. It's pretty great that you were purposely <laughs> being dramatic and Chidi still did not listen. Yeah. Did not realize <laughs> what was happening. Maybe she's also a robot. I I don't know. I I don't understand how Chidi would pick up the plate with the clue and not even feel like the paper underneath it. Like you would have thought that she would feel that there's something else there. I know. Hey, Chidi. Jack, are you going to, are you going to talk about the name you've given this, uh, this event? Oh, plate gate. Yeah. Plate, plate, plate gate. Plate gate. Yeah. I just, yeah. The one thing I remember about it is just being like so pissed that like, why is Maggie, Maggie whispering to Sarah? Like, I thought I was super tight with Maggie. Why is Maggie telling you about the clue? <laughs> she told both of us and not you. That's yeah. kind of weird. I know. They didn't tell me until afterwards. So, yeah. I love how Sarah was like, yeah, I need to tell Sam and Jack. We're just like, why? You're like, because Maggie said I had to. Like, <laughs> You're like so salty about having yeah. to send me and Jack the clue. I thought that was really funny. I know. But, but should, are we going to talk about how this is like the only content Chidi really ever gets in all season two? Yeah, that's the moment. Like this is this is the moment. This is Chidi's moment right here. Oh, like she someone, has stumbled upon the clue. I saw someone be like, "I forgot Chidi was existed <laughs> until this episode." She didn't like stumble yeah. on the clue. She stumbled like through it without realizing it. <laughs> like I feel like stumbling on implies that you like you find it accidentally. Like she just stumbled over it. <laughs> she should have realized she, yeah, she didn't realize you tripped you know like i i, I don't understand <laughs> yeah this Especially is because i like... feel like in that confessional like you have to imagine the producers just like feeding her just like hey did you 
like see think there's a challenge like why would she just like or do you think there was a, like an advantage hidden at this at the piece like she how did she not realize oh okay it's like it's like somebody like you're walking around and somebody puts like I don't know if, if someone steals a purse and then they like start trying to get rid of it and they plant the purse onto you and you're walking around with a stolen purse and you're like, I heard that the, a purse was recently stolen and I don't know who has it, but I have a hunch that person over there, I think they might have the purse and you're, you're holding the purse and it's, it's attached to you. I'm like, do you not feel the weight of the purse on your shoulder? You know, that somebody just planted mm-hmm. it on you, Chidi. You're like I, it, I don't what know. What is the analogy? It's like it's like I think that person over there has it. It's like Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory, and like you know, everybody's going crazy about these golden tickets. And you buy a chocolate bar, and you're like, oh, I've heard there's all these like golden tickets going around. That'd be so cool if there was one in this chocolate bar. And then you just give it to Sarah Z. Like that's what that's the, that's what it is. Don't even know what happens. The no, no, she she opens it, but she didn't oh, she flip it. The chocolate bar. She yeah. didn't flip it. Yeah, yeah, she just thought it was part of the wrapper. So, I mean, she threw and so the wrapper like, away. I was she threw like, the wrapper away. She opens the chocolate bar, eats the chocolate, uh-huh. doesn't see the gold on mm-hmm. it left in the wrapper, and then it's like, Sarah, can you, do you want to throw this wrapper? No, yeah. Sarah's like, can I throw that away for you? You're like, sure. Throw yeah, Sarah's like, don't even worry about that wrapper. I'm just going to take that wrapper right from you. Don't even worry about it. Yeah, Sarah, so you and Jack realized that this it's clue. the one that jack found yeah yeah lame. lame but you guys i assume you guys searched after jack told you about the idol yeah yeah wait that, because... that also happened this episode yeah yeah, yeah. iconic whiteboard meeting the whiteboard of meeting. which not much of it was shown because it was just a lot of like strategy mm-hmm. but you get the gist of it it was like mm-hmm. Are basically our roadmap plan of big wigs to the end, mm-hmm. which all three and of us are so on board with every part of this. So right, am I right? My favorite part was you guys saying, "Where's the marker?" And being like, "I don't know," and you guys left the room, and then it shows me plotting as you two. Then it shows Jack points to the camera and he's holding the marker. <laughs> he says, "Don't feel the same about the this." And he is holding the marker. Okay, so some people were kind of confused about that. The meeting that... So basically, after us three met, Sam left, and then it was just Jack and I, and we continued to talk, Mm -hmm. but it was just cut, like, a little weirdly. But, like, the meeting with Jack and I happened after the meeting with the three of us. Yeah. I think that the... And, yeah, I was aware of that. I think that the way when I was helping... when I mean, in our storyboarding, was it seemed like a much better story for it to look like we were both plotting against each other at the same time yeah. that we all came back together. So I, I like prefer, I feel like that version of the story, that version of the story is a much more fun version mm-hmm. where like, it looks like Jack actually had the marker the whole time and was actually just plotting against me. Like, you know, but how is this? It just seems so fake. We all come together. We're like, Oh, Hey, final three. Oh, we're hey, all hey. Completely. You know, going against each other at the same time. I just, mm-hmm. I feel like all the comments are like, Jack against Sam. Who's going to come out on top from that? And, like, yeah. why isn't it Jack versus Sarah versus Sam? I think that you have never really spoken about having a side, a horse in this fight. Or you never really said anything about either of yeah. us being threats. Whereas me and Jack have kind of had this storyline yeah. built up for a long time. Yeah, I feel like me and Sam... Threats. Yeah, me and Sam were, like, the day ones from day one. Like, yeah. That's, that's redundant, but... I've always we were... seen me and Jack is tied together, whereas Sarah yeah. and Mike are tied together. Mm-hmm. And I try to tie myself more to Sarah in these two episodes by, like, planning scenes yeah. against Sam. Yeah, yeah, even moving forward to, like, yeah. me commenting on the two of you being cocky. And I'm not even grouping yeah. myself in with that. I'm like, oh, yeah. Jack and I. And, like, I'm, and neither of us are throwing Sarah's name out. Like, it's not like I'm going to Sam yeah. and being like, hey, we should get out Sarah. She's a big threat. It's more like we're both yeah. going to different people saying that Sam is or Jack is a threat, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, it, and it like you're, and you're kind of like eight. insulated yeah. from that. Speaking of threats, we are seeing Bree <laughs> have a little bit of talk of being a threat um, after winning the immunity. And she's kind of like, you know, you're just like, oh, Bree's going to go on an Aussie-like run. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. And uh, we're, we kind of see Ohana sizing each other up. Abby calls Bree and Jack threats because you guys are such super fans. I'm such a super fan. I've seen every season three times. I, I think, think it's funny how being a super fan equates to like being good at the game yeah 
it definitely equates to having a lot of knowledge about the game, but yeah, that's true. Just because you have your knowledge does not mean you have wisdom. Yeah. Because what are you going to do with that knowledge? That's the real question. Knowledge is um, power. Yeah. yeah. So okay. I guess like going into the vote, um, we were talking about like, uh, it seemed like it's going to be Mike, Mike or Chidi are the two names that are kind of like brought up the most. Yeah, everyone wants, a lot of people want Mike out. But yeah. at this point, so at this point, I, I'm i kind of trying to get like Jack and Sam to like keep the, option of working with Mike and the Ceruleans and so I was like I feel like it's too early to like just straight up commit to Ohana like we should play the middle a little bit longer while we can and so that's kind of how I like got you guys to be more on board with voting with Mike because I know you guys also mentioned wanting Mike out in the beginning but I was not like Mike was just too good for my game to let him go and I guess like Maggie and Abby seemed like they just kind of went along with it like Abby was like if they want that, I'm not going to go against it. I think people just, like, it was too early to be going against the the flow or, like, arguing too much for one person, I guess. So we were just yeah. able to get everyone to vote for Chidi, who nobody except Nick really had any like, connection with. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, even, even Mallory is just like, yeah, Chidi has not really made any connections and this kind of is coming to bite her in the butt now. Um, yeah, and we had promised them that next week we would get out in Ohana. Like, yeah, not th- as in the normies. Yeah, so I guess, like, at this point, yeah, it's an interesting discussion of, like, Abby says it's so obvious, Ohana Final Six, blah, blah, blah. Um, and Abby and Maggie think it's a flashing red light to get rid of Mike. I think that if you don't know about the normies alliance, yeah, there'd be no reason to get Chidi out over Mike. There's absolutely no reason. Like, why get rid of Chidi when you can get rid of Mike from Abby or Maggie's perspective, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that, like, something that me... I think that, that was basically what me, you, and Jack discussed when we made that whiteboard plan was, what are we going to do? I, I remember I remember specifically being like, why don't we just... Why do we have to do the Normies Alliance? Like, why do we... What's the point in that? Because we could just make Ohana Final Six. Mm-hmm. Like, why not do that? Was basically what I was saying. So I was like, yes, we have this option, but we don't necessarily need that option. I think for me, um, I just really didn't feel good about Free or Abby at that point. And I just thought that there could be something good with Mike and Mallory. They seemed a lot more kind of like straight up people. And yeah. like, I don't know. And like, I feel like a lot of that was probably. I mean, I feel like you definitely did bond with Mike pretty well when you yeah. were in the tribe together. Mm-hmm. And then, like, and... Sarah had an express interest in working with Mike, too. <laughs> My strategy for that week was just, one, have Mike get closer to Sam and Jack. Two, form the normies and get get Jack and Sam to realize we should play in the middle a little longer and not cut off our option completely. Because it's, I mean, this way we're not even cutting off our Ohana option. We still have it, but we're also keeping yeah. our mic option open. So that was my strategy. Yeah, yeah. And I think that was the biggest thing for me, actually, now that I'm kind of remembering it more, is that, like, I just wanted to keep all options open and that Chidi was the perfect vote for, like, not showing your hands at all about whether we're going to Ohana, about whether we're going to Normies. Like, it mm-hmm. doesn't show that at all. Like, and it's especially it's the first merge, yeah. merge vote. We were just, like... You know, if we vote against Mike, then all of a sudden, like, we know that, like, Cerulean people are going to be like, okay, they're going to, they're just going to have to Cerulean. If we vote after Bree or Abby, which I don't think was ever really a consideration, but, like, it would show that, oh, we're just turning on Ohana. So, like, I think Chidi is just, like, the perfect compromise to keep everybody happy and just kind of, like, not reveal where we're at for another week. Another week where, like, me specifically, I have to play one of my two idols because, like, I wouldn't think that people are coming for me yet. Because I haven't shown where I'm going, like who I'm closely aligned with yet. Yeah, I think it's cool that we got everyone to vote for Chidi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that was. It definitely makes sense. Like that vote was. It was like it definitely the definition of like a vote of like delaying decisions till later because literally every person, ten people voted for Chidi, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so it was ten to one. Like even people even who didn't want to. Votes. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like if, if yeah. 10 people vote the same way, then it's like, it's impossible to know where the power is really lying. Yeah. And I think I say, I think it's in the next episode that I say, like, 
it's like not often that emerge voters unanimous and like it's so not often it didn't actually happen i think until david versus goliath spoiler alert really yeah i think that's the first unanimous merge vote is in season 37 that's wow. crazy. Yeah, there's yeah. usually like two sides at yeah. least. Which yeah. at the time that had like not premiered yet on TV. Vote. Yeah, so we're technically the first for that. We just have so um, much power, and we don't know yeah, what to do with it. Exactly. I think that's the story just right now. We're cocky. Have way yeah. too much power. Everyone listens to us when they really shouldn't. Mm, Audience hates us. They want the underdogs to win. Yeah, we know. Nick is Nick is very much like, I don't want them to win. <laughs> I don't Nick like when the they are just sniffing stuff out. Yeah. But like I know. The thing uh, about Nick yeah. is like when Nick talks to someone, everyone catches wind of it and then freaks out about it. Yeah, I think <laughs> this is something that I want to talk about and it's probably more next week of episode eight. But just like I feel like the difference between us talking with somebody, like especially with like Maggie or something, yeah. and talking to somebody is that, like, we specifically really, like, I think we even say, like, we want to make sure that, like, Maggie, it seems like Maggie is the one that's coming to decision. Where Nick, we play like, to their, yeah, we play we, to whatever their thing is. Exactly. Like, with Maggie, we, yeah. like, and Maggie's great. I honestly think she's, she comes up with some good strategy. She just comes up with a lot of strategy sometimes. That's, like, a lot. But um, we were good at just, like, having Maggie seem like she was also playing a big part in making our decisions, even Mm -hmm. though we kind of had a decision we wanted her to come to. Mm -hmm. We like helped her come to the conclusion herself instead of like talking at them. Yeah. We, I feel like we're good at making people feel included. I don't know. I just think, I feel like us, we were talking to like everyone and then like, and and, like nobody ever really like realizes, or even if they realize that I don't, they don't really like, they they feel closest to us, so they don't really care. Exactly. And, like, Nick literally telling Bree, hey, Jack was in on the split vote. Like, he voted for you. And Bree's just like, I don't know what's true and what's false. Yeah. I just want to get rid of Nick. I don't trust Nick. Like, literally, like, he's telling I don't Bree know what it the is. exact truth of what happened. Yeah. But, yeah, like, Nick is way more trustworthy than we yeah. are. It's, yeah, like, like, he's like, telling honestly. them what happened. I just, like, he's just being, like, so straightforward about it, like, mm-hmm. almost. And that, like, he's not, like, really letting them think about it. And I feel like that's something that we did really well. Yeah. And it's kind of just, like, planting seeds and like, yeah. having people come <laughs> to their own conclusions. Whereas it's Nick, true. Um, he has an amazing perception of what is going on. And he just, like, immediately goes into that and being, like, you're wrong about this almost kind of like and like jack is actually in on that jack and black her mm-hmm. you know and it's just like it kind of like is almost like too much to process and make you know right 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 yeah it's like it's like information overload yeah yeah i don't know i guess some people just give off a more trustworthy vibe yeah too in general which maybe us three possess more I don't, I don't know, know why. why. I feel like You're we're being really cocky. Yeah, we're being really no, cocky right now. Like, yes, I, I am a snake in confessionals, but I feel like in person, I come off as, like, very trustworthy. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Not according to Nick. Well, I haven't met with Nick in person yet, besides normies. Yeah, well, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens when you do, but... Um, yeah, that's yeah, true. I think that we'll Nick, 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 on the other do. hand, Nick, on the other hand, has had this like neurotic kind of um, perception since the very beginning. I mean, mm-hmm. going back to Kevin being like, and the first week, like this guy is like talking to everybody. Remember on the first episode, he goes, mm-hmm. Nick texts everybody in the same exact message, and why did yeah. he do that? And him and Daniel are both like kind of roasting Nick for like talking too much to them, like. You know, like, it, it's, it's not a thing that's just happening now. Like, they, he's had this perception since yeah. the very first week, which I think is interesting. That, like, now all of a sudden we're seeing the beginnings of, like, episode seven. All of a sudden, Mike, Jack, I think Jack and Mike, you guys had a conversation where you're like, you're like, yeah, I don't know how I feel about Mike. And Mike's like, yeah, we used to be tight, and I don't know about FBR, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So it is kind of interesting seeing Nick kind of get some holes in his game because um, it didn't really show... He had he's kind of and he's had a kind of a wild ride pre-merge, but now it's like he's getting it a little bit more. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, should we should we talk about cheating and eulogy for cheating? Nope. Sorry. Nope. <laughs> I knew exactly what you were. <laughs> oh wait, wait, Jack. Let me do it. All right, Jack. Eulogy for cheating. 
Nope. Chidi, 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 Chidi. You had plate gate, um, and you were late to the first challenge. Um, what else? Uh, so what could she have done this week to not be voted out? She could have done more uh, in the previous weeks. Yeah. She could have done more in every other week. Like, I know um, that's our philosophy, is that there's always something that you can do, but, like, I feel like you have to at least have a baseline of something with somebody. Like, I, I don't want to... She had no connections with literally anyone. Yeah. Like, there are people she, like Mallory and Lucy who people think are, like, not as good players, but at least they have connections with people. Yeah. Like, Chidi just yeah. didn't have any connections with anyone, except for Nick, who forced so the connection upon her. Yeah, I do think <laughs> he basically did. I do think that right now, Mike and Mallory and Nick are kind of untouchable for being in this Normies alliance. Ohana's untouchable. So the only people that could get voted off are Lucy and Chidi. So if Chidi would have really, really made a big effort to make connections, maybe she could have put herself in the position where Lucy was less connected than Chidi. I think in one week, Chidi could have still done that. Because yeah. we already knew, hey, Lucy says she wants to work with Blue Team. So That's true. That's I don't true. know if Lucy had any connections really either. Just Chidi had somehow even less. So I do think if, if Chidi would have went to you back and said, mm-hmm. listen, like I'm on the bottom, I but I am willing to be a number for you. Like I want to work with you, blah, blah, blah. She went to, if she would have went to us and said that, I think yeah. she could have been saved. And, and Lucy could have went home instead. And I think she does like say she does have like the to that with like I Mike at least I think wants to kind of keep her around or like he kind of wants to hunt her. I think it's in the episode before this with Sarah Avery about like why he doesn't want to put her yeah. out. But he's like, Yeah, like I think she can just be an extra number for us and like, you know, she's yeah. she, she will listen to what we say. So I, I feel like if she kind of just like really leaned into that more almost and just kind of been like, hey, like, I am just, like, so with you guys. Like, I'm not even, like, really playing that hard in this game. Like, I just, like, want to keep going with that. Like, I know, like, blue team's kind of lost cause or whatever. And just, like, yeah, like you said, go to, like, me or you, Sam, or Sarah, too. Well, did yeah. Chidi even meet with you guys at all? No. Ever? No. Yeah. She had never, never met with me at all. I mean, to me, her and Lucy were kind of the same. They were just, like, a number. But I had actually, like, had a bit of a connection with Lucy. I had at least met with her mm-hmm. once and, like, been on the same tribe with her once. So she just didn't make an effort to, like, meet with anyone, honestly. What's the thing? Here's the thing. This is something that's always brought up in evolution of strategy of, is this thing that we're asking of Chidi go against who she is as a player? And is it asking too much of Chidi? Mm-hmm. <laughs> is it impossible? Is that something that's outside Chidi's yeah. set? Yeah. No, because literally this game is about meeting with people. That's yeah, like literally what it's it, about. Know, but How else not... is she playing the game? She's not. She's still asking. She can't find is idols this... either. Yeah. She can't find idol clues. She's throwing away the golden ticket. So right. It might be too much to yeah. ask Chidi to talk to people. Because Nick has told her many times to talk to more people. Yeah. And she has never Nick listened. trying his hardest to get her to play. You know what? At least she didn't even, quit like AJ. Even a good shepherd. Even a good shepherd save all the sheep. That's, yeah. She that's tried to make a sometimes. move, but no one would listen to her. Is Chidi the Lisa Kiefer, Sam? Uh, Chidi is the Lisa Kiefer of the season. Yeah. But guys, you know, who, you know who I would rank Chidi above is Matthew oh. Israel. Yes. We're going to play Chidi in the pantheon of 11th place finishers. I, I agree. Um, Matthew, what Matthew did in season one was pretty much all bad, whereas what yeah. Chidi did was, was pretty much all neutral. Yeah. Yes. So if we were to rank what place is this 11th? We were yeah. to rank 11th place. I think Chidi is the obvious winner over Matt. Yeah, and the thing, the thing would, about Chidi is that somebody like Chidi will always make it to the merge. Like, because mm. I think she has the skill set <laughs> capable of making it to the merge. So people are not going to want to take her out. Like, look at Mike defending her in that vote right before the merge. He is like, we are going to keep Chidi around because she has proven herself to Mike to just be to such a non factor. Mm-hmm. To earn a spot into the merge. Whereas Matthew, exactly. you know, he is such. 
you know, a wild card, demon, whatever you, adjectives I've heard people describe him as before. I, you know, there's no way you'd ever want to bring him along to emerge. So, and there's no way exactly. he's going to make so, it. I, I don't, can't I, see Universe or Matthew Israel ever makes it to emerge. So. Exactly. And then, I, have to, I agree. If I were to think, like, who would I remember most from the season? Mm-hmm. How could Pretty. you forget Playgate? Playgate. Like, Playgate cannot be beaten. So, mm-hmm. like, exactly. Yeah. Does Matthew Israel ever have a Playgate? I don't no. know. So uh, there we are. There's our official ranking of the 11th place pantheon. Uh, Chidi mm-hmm. over Matthew. Yeah, I agree with that. Same thing. Pretty- I'm expecting some text One of these people's Matthew. made the merge. <laughs> One of them has not made the merge. Yeah. So. <laughs> All right. All right, kids. Let's uh, move into the power rankings for this week. And for the first time, we only have one tribe to go through the power rankings. So that'll be cool. <laughs> We have the and guess what? Five. I think for the first time we have all three of us. Yeah. Wow. wow. I, is this that a Maisel tribe shame. or is this a purple tribe? I thought that we. I it's thought, purple I team. Calling up. I would have been fine just calling it purple. But team purple. The purple. The purple team. I'm glad that we got to say this because we forgot to mention that during the podcast, and so now we get to say it. Um. <laughs> all right. So, how about this? We That's can there's ultimate. ten people. We can each take five. Um, what? Are you I mean, doing math right? You there's good? ten people. Yeah, right. we can each take, take five as there's three of us, and three times five is ten. <laughs> oh, Matt, like, um, what, what people? I'm just what? so used to there only. I'm just so used to Jack not being here that I okay. I'm so used to only being two. Um, uh, it's not um, shit, <laughs> All right, Jack. We usually start from the bottom. Jack, I don't know, yeah. if you know how these work. All right, so we start with yeah. Sam then on the bottom. Oh, <laughs> oh, is Sam on the bottom? No. Who's who is number ten? Who is on the bottom? You start. Yeah. Okay. Abby, can you hear me, Abby? Everyone's playing the game and making alliances outside their original tribes. Abby, it's not <laughs> just Ohana versus Cerulean. Also, Mass isn't real, and Sam doesn't really want to play with you anymore. Abby looks like she's going to be the sacrificial lamb on Ohana, and she doesn't even realize. Well, wow. you know who you know who does like sacrifices. Oh, Mallory! <laughs> like during the Salem witch trial. <laughs> yeah. Oh, thank you. I wonder if the Mallory witch. has <laughs> is she escaped to the future to escape yeah. the Salem witch trials? Yeah, and then all Wait. of a sudden she realizes that Mallory, who's a prosecutor at the Salem Witch Travels, also travels in future with her. So basically, Jack, after we read them, we talk about the person. <laughs> what do you think about Abby's game? Um, I think she trusts us too much. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, there's a lot of people, I feel like, especially with Chidi out, that have a lot of connections with people, but... They um, are not the other people's, like, number one connections. Like, I feel like Abby does, at least, like, she's playing the game for sure. Yeah. And she does feel like she has these matches with people. I think she just doesn't realize that she is nobody's number one at this point. And she's, nobody really has her in that long term of plans, it seems. Yeah. I'm also thinking, like, if she did realize, like, who she would have to, like, work with. To yeah. try to, like... Like, would she I mean, have numbers? I mean, if she had Nick, and yeah. if, if her Nick and Bree actually, like, started, that's at least three right there. Right. Yeah. And, and if they could get another, another two somehow. From Abby's perspective, I don't know if I can blame her that much, because from her perspective, it seems so obvious that Wahana should be final six, and within that, she already believes she has a final four. So, in Abby's mind, she ha- she's in the final four right now. Why Why change the shit? Why mm-hmm. talk to uh, people that you have no intention of working with? Because if she did start talking a lot to Nick and Mike and Mallory, would that have been good? Or do you think that we would have said, well, why is Abby talking? So I don't know if I can blame from her perspective too much what she's doing. But it's just that since we had a perspective of knowing what was actually going on, we can say, wow, Abby, you should have been doing we more. We sound, we're um, so, like, controlling. I know. Like, if anyone else does something that we don't like, we're like, why are they doing that? <laughs> yeah, so I think literally, like, it's me and you talking, Sarah, in the next episode. We're like, why is he trying to play off sides? Oh my like, gosh. only we're allowed to do that. <laughs> we're so annoying. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, yeah. audience. 
I bet you thought we'd be like rootable underdogs. Like, no. <laughs> no, who is potentially a rootable underdog? Number nine on our list. Scrappa. Lucy. Scrappa. Scrappa. She's a scrappy confessionals, Her confessionals this week just sound like a Pagong member waiting for their name to come up. She thinks the Ohana people might stick together and makes almost no effort to do anything about it. Mike and Nick and Mallory may be able to save her for another week, but it doesn't seem like she has much time left unless she can really harness that scrap of spirit and dot, dot, dot. I don't know. You know, Lucy has a good connection with, I think, Mallory is what it seems like. Yeah, Mallory was like, I'm so glad that Lucy survived onto out of the situation she was on Cerulean and got to hear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the thing about Lucy is, like, it seems like already, like, I don't think a lot of people really want to vote her out that much, which is a good thing and a bad thing, I guess, and that maybe people don't see her as that threatening from the game. But also, it seems like, I don't know, like, people are saying, you know, maybe we could vote Abby. People are saying maybe we could vote Bree. People are saying maybe we could vote Mike. People are never really, like, that into voting for Lucy, which is a positive and a negative. I think maybe maybe a lot of people at this point are thinking of Lucy as someone that's not super threatening that could be used later. Mm-hmm. Number eight. Who do you think is number eight, Jack? Who I think is number eight as I'm looking at the... Wait, I actually don't know what it is. Okay, so I say <laughs> maybe Bree or Maggie. Number eight, Maggie. Woo, ding. Maggie, ding, 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 has only just begun to play. What could that mean? Is Why is my heart racing just thinking about it? Every week, Maggie stays in the game as a blessing, and we've learned not to underestimate her, but she can't keep playing a week-to-week game. If she doesn't start thinking long-term and make some end-game plans, eventually, she's just going to get picked off. I think at this point, Maggie is the most loyal to Cupcake. Yeah, and I think that's something that maybe is a little bit missed. I've, I've talked about it a few times before, but, like, I really feel like Maggie kind of looks dumb sometimes and, like, saying that she feels really close with us and, like, obviously she's not really close with us. But the thing is, like, we, we actually meet did a lot, lot with her. Yeah, it's a not lot. just like, and it's not just like strategy talk. Like mm-hmm. we hung, we hang out a lot. Yeah, and yeah, Nick Maggie was very much like a part of our group. Mm-hmm. It's not as much strategically. And well, like, even with me, um, like pretty strategically, like you see already, I'm. I told her about the um, Normie Alliance because, like, I want, yeah. like, I didn't want there to be a whole lot of things that could like get back to Maggie. That, like, hey, this is something I didn't tell her about. I honestly kind of saw her as a threat, though. Yeah. Like, in general, just because she had made all... that She made that big move against Jeremy. So, I guess... I don't know. Yeah, I think she's just we, somebody who you just, like, don't want to sit next to at the end. Because you, yeah. like, you don't know. Like, is, are people just going to, like, think that, like, oh, like, Maggie's, you know, this ridiculous person that just drinks tequila all the time. Like, she didn't really do that much. You're gonna, are they going to, like, go and see Maggie as being, like, wow, I can't believe somebody like her who's kind of, like always formulating these crazy plans after she's able to make it to the end. Like, I think she deserves my vote because she's, like, played this wild game and got into it all. Exactly. So number seven is Nick. Nick is back killing it in the confessional this week, and he seems like he has a pretty solid read on what's going on in the game. Unfortunately, he also seems pretty powerless to change the game at this point, and even if the Super Alliance holds together for a little while longer, he seems to be decidedly at the bottom. Nobody wants to get the Sheehan edit as a person who has a pulse of the tribe and still goes out. So hopefully Nick can have some moves and bounce back. I think we talked about Nick's status in the game pretty thoroughly. Yeah. yeah. I, he's super perceptive. Comes off as snaky, but, you know, if he gets his shit together, he probably could pull off some big moves. Mm-hmm. That's, that's my that's read on it. Yeah. yeah. I think he's oh, yeah. hilarious. Big. I love him. Yeah. I, maybe I didn't great. like him so much during the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, or from like the episodes we've seen, yeah. but I really like watching it. I really like him. Yeah, I think I love how Mike I was would... like, "Sorry, go, go ahead. ahead." No, you go ahead. I love how Mike was like, "Why does Sam and Jack hate Nick so much?" <laughs> and Sarah's like, "They don't hate him. They just think that he's <laughs> suspicious." <laughs> wow, is that how I talk? Mm-hmm. Kind of. Well, no! we think he's suspicious because he's telling people that it's us three that are working together, like. But right, not, okay. not episode like seven. Kind of... This is episode seven. Okay, sorry. 
I don't. The lines are blurred. Yeah. Let's move on to number six. Number six is Brie. Brie had the relatable quote of the week with, my ass doesn't work out, and she killed it by winning the Muni Challenge this week. Unfortunately, she's got work to do. She doesn't want to be left behind by the su- all the Super Alliance building and Final 3 talk. Yeah. Well, I we mean, all know what happens to her. Right? Yeah. We do. Yes. Yeah, she moves very quickly like... from 6 to 10. Yeah. She got left behind by the Super Alliance building. And we'll talk more about she that got... in the, when, we, mm-hmm. when we have our more in-depth talk about the next episode. Mm-hmm. Ohana means that nobody gets left behind. This is the first Ohana to go home since mom. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we see not a lot of great content because she's getting content, She, but I feel like she's kind of painted as a threat, which is not what mm-hmm. you want to do. Like, we see Abby calling Bree and Jack threats for being super fans. We see people calling Bree a threat for winning immunity. And we also know that Bree is not in this alliance of six. So yeah. those are some things that are kind of signs that things might not be headed the right way for Brie right now. Yeah, so I guess kind of like a footnote on like what I was saying earlier. Like you don't want to be like seen so much as not a threat, but also you don't want to be like seen so much as a threat. Like there's a very there's a happy medium right in between those two. Like if people are just like talking about you constantly as oh this person's terrible, it's going to the end. You don't want to be that person, but you also don't want to be the person that's like oh this person's amazing. Like like we can't bring them to the end. Like they're too good to get to the end. So yeah, I feel like Bree is like finding herself more on that end of the spectrum at this point in the game after episode seven. Absolutely. Number five, Sam. Man, Sam really touched our hearts this week. As people who've been uplifted by the Survivor community, we were really moved by how genuinely heartfelt Sam was. And I'm sorry for the gratuitous use of the snake emoji, lol. Sam is in a precarious position because he's got an alliance and he's in good, but he's itching to make a move, which, given the strong relationships Jack and Sarah have, may blow up in his face. But Sam is great with people and they want to trust him, so we certainly don't count them out. Side notes, no tribal council glasses? What's up with that? And the mismatched socks of the challenge? Adorbs. Aw, thank you. Very yeah, very wait, nice. we very haven't nice. been talking about this, but Sam, you're a fashion icon. <laughs> oh, Definitely. yeah. I, I will gladly take the reign of the new fashion icon from our good friends, Shay and Nikhil. Watching from the sidelines and cheering so, me on. So did art. you just see Into the Future about our discussion about season one fashion icons and know that you had to continue on that legacy? I knew I had it on. Having, you, even though you had no idea who those people were at that point in the game. Fun fact. Well, no, no. This is what happened. Lavana back then, during the filming of the season, yeah. knows the future. And she told me I needed to dress really uh, That way... In the future, when I had a podcast, I could talk about myself being a fashion icon. That That's actually sense. what happened. Okay. Yes. So, what were we going to say, Sarah? I was, this might be, I think I'm saying dumb things right now. I was just <laughs> going to say, fun fact, your glasses don't actually have prescriptions. He found it, like, didn't you find it just, like, in behind your drawer? It was underneath my dresser. I just found yeah. them, and I was like, these have been gifted to me. I'm going to use them. <laughs> George Monkey gave them to you. <laughs> But I think that Lavana actually gifted them to me supernaturally. So. But so, are these glasses from the past, or are they from the future? Because they're from the past because you're continuing on the legacy of Shay and the Kill, which happened before you. But they're from the future because it's because of a discussion that we haven't had yet. Before, so you know, like, I think that I think that Mallory may maybe Mallory was involved with the time yeah. travel too. I, I'm not really sure. There's this there's is, a lot of time oh travel God. happening. And this episode. It's hard to keep track of. <laughs> so it was hard to keep track of the timeline. Um, let's let's move on to um, speaking of time travel and non-humans and everything. Mike is number four. Um, Mike sounds a little bit like Tony Soprano's confessional this week, which is probably appropriate because he's going to need some loyalty. He seems to be locked in with Nick, Mallory, and Lucy, still close to Jack, very tight with Sarah. But if the Ohana thing materializes, he's in deep trouble. And might need a couple challenge wins to help him along. He is built like a hockey player. <laughs> Does he play sports? Oh, Mike, Mike, yeah. <sighs> Mike, Mike, robot, Mike, Mike bot, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever the name you said. Hey, so uh, this is Mike. I'm coming in at number four on the Power Rankings, and I think I'm going to talk a little bit about Tony <laughs> Soprano. Yeah, yeah you know, you can the really tribe say. is called Mazul. I'd be fine with just purple, but so oh, I just want to yeah. say that. Uh, 
I'm ranked ahead of Sam at number four. Well, he's number five. Um, <laughs> I think that um, that's something that uh, I'm pretty proud of um, because <laughs> I think that Sam, yeah. I think he really is a wrestler and he's probably lying to me about not being a wrestler. And I think that maybe it's a little bit of justice here that uh, I, you know, take up, take him up on the rankings. So. <laughs> that actually sounded just like him. <laughs> <laughs> Even though Mike is very athletic, he is not high enough to be number three in the rankings, which is check. Our hopes of an all KYTL final three seem to be dashed as Jack is now returning as the favor from last week. I think about when to cut Sam. He's a threat. Especially more so as news of his idol seems to be about to break. But he has two idols, and I don't see him going out like James Clement. So, if he can use them correctly and leverage his relationship with Maggie and Mike, it's entirely possible Jack can beast mode his way to the end of this game. If he, if he gets there, it seems pretty clear he's got a lot of votes coming his way. Side note, Joe sent me the pivot, pivot gift from friends as an episode preview and totally <laughs> paid off with that whiteboard scene. Oh my gosh, I was The whiteboard scene was yes. pretty yeah. great slapstick humor. I remember us hitting, like, everything on the way down. Mm -hmm. We were making so (laughs) much noise. I was scared we were going to get yelled at. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Uh, That's honestly, like, one of my favorite memories of all survivors. (laughs) That entire whiteboard meeting and everything that goes on with that. From forgetting the Sharpie to, like, realizing it was in my coat pocket. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Great times. Oh, I forgot it was in my coat pocket. Yeah. No, you can actually see it. Like, actually, I realized when I was watching this, you can very clearly see, like, the imprint of the Sharpie. <laughs> That's so funny. Like, in my coat, in my, like, hoodie pocket. Like, it's not in my coat pocket. It's like my hoodie pocket right in front of me. Wow. Uh, that's idiot. So I feel like that's level. probably a, a down. I feel like that's probably like shows why it shouldn't be that high on the power rankings. Just because I don't even know where a marker is in my hoodie pocket. So wow. how can I know who to trust in how, this game? How can you know where the idols are? And exactly. not know where the marker is. <laughs> That's true. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. We have Sarah at number two. Just yeah. Sarah, no X, had a fantastic week. Fantastic, as Mitch was Fantastic. <laughs> We'd be remiss. We, oh, oh, I'll read this in Mitch voice. Yeah. We'd be remiss if we didn't start with her confessional about her friendship with Jack and Sam and what Survivor means to her, which had us both totally choked up. Yeah. But Aww. strategically, we had to call our moms afterwards because of how much we were crying. <laughs> <laughs> we had to call our moms and tell our moms how much we loved them because Sierra mm-hmm. inspired us. Mm-hmm. But strategically, she's in the center of the universe. Everybody wants to work with her. She's got Jack. She's got Mike. She's nobody's biggest threat. And with a clash looming between the remaining guys, if things go her way. Sierra is primed to Natalie Anderson her way to a win. Sierra. <laughs> Sierra. 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 Yeah. So Sierra Don Z. <laughs> so do you think you're going to be able to manage your way to a win yeah. at this point with Mike? Uh, I think I'm pretty good at, you know, Mitch was about managing the girls. I think I'm, yeah. I'm out here managing the guys. I think you are. You're managing You're managing me, Sam, and Mike pretty well. <laughs> I, I honestly feel like, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I try. All right. We have number one. <laughs> Sorry. Very new number one for the first time, Mallory. 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 The hype is real. This is happening. From dead last in our first power ranking to number one at the merge, Mallory is the ultimate comeback kid. Not only is she involved in everyone's plans, Mike and Nick both look at her as somebody to go to the end with, and Sarah and Jack see her as a goat to bring along. But Abby, basically a guaranteed juror, can see her as a threat, (laughs) so if she gets to the end, it's entirely possible she gets the votes to win against all sorts of combinations of people. We're just so proud of her, and the words for wall hanging, can I get a hell yeah? Yes, I'm, okay, you guys noticed the best things. Honestly, shout out to Joe and Paul, because they noticed all the things that I want people to notice when they watch these episodes. I I want the audience to tweet us who your favorite underdog is, because I'm very curious. Who's your least favorite overdog? We're not underdogs. (laughs) I want to know who you are. I said probably not one of us three. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so good for Mallory. I mean, yeah, worked her way up to from number 18 or whatever it was to number one in the power rankings. Definitely 
not seen by many people in the game as a threat. I know Jack mentioned that there's a good balance. Mm-hmm. You need to make sure that you're not seen as threatening. But if you're seen as too unthreatening, people just don't aren't going to vote for you to win. And that's something that yeah. Mallory would have to look because the, the line between Mallory and Lucy is, I mean, where where what is it? You know what I mean? Between I Lucy, think- who is ranked very low in these power mm-hmm. rankings and not seen as very threatening. Mallory, who is number one, and also not seen as very threatening. But there is a difference in their game. There definitely is. I think what it kind of seems like to me is that people are trying to keep Mallory in the loop with things. Like, even if they think that she's somebody they can keep in the loop with and, like, bring her along to the end, at least they are doing that. All right. So, that is it. We just threw the power rankings for episode seven. And keep on listening to this marathon of a podcast as we move on to the discussion of episode eight. Don't let that torch go out. Keep your torch lit. (laughs) (laughs) To be continued.